The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. core is really weak so you're dropping down at one side your hip alignment's changing which is then changing your knee alignment which is then forcing your ankle alignment into a different position which is then making your foot respond in some way to keep you upright so that flow-on effect is pretty significant it's women like you the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should i'm gab i'm an audio producer and journalist and i am flying solo this week my co-host my best mate uh, my partner in crime sarah is having a week off a well-earned week she's uh currently studying like mad uh, and doing all sorts of awesome things so um yeah week off the pod but in the meantime i have a special guest to introduce to you, uh, someone who's very special to me, um, someone who is the complete opposite to me uh, when it comes to approach to exercise and fitness. Uh, It is one of my darling brothers, Adrian Burke. Uh, You also happen to be an exercise scientist. um, So, you know, it's good to have you on an exercise pod because you can actually (laughs) bring some smarts to this uh, chaotic situation, um, you know, where I just talk shit and Sarah brings the science. So in this case, it's going to be you. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, You and I had very different experiences growing up in relationship to exercise and to fitness. I would say that we would almost be complete opposites. Um, You know, Sarah and I describe ourselves in this podcast all the time as exercise sloths. We've always had this, um, you know, really complicated relationship with exercise and that we, you know, obviously for, for a long time, it was always related to only exercising to lose weight. And then, you know, going, going hard for like three weeks, way too hard for, you know, what our fitness was at the time. And then feeling so disheartened when you don't see immediate results and obviously also going too hard. So it naturally just felt like shit. And then giving up and doing nothing for like three months, you know, and and consistently doing that for most of our adult lives. But at the same time, naturally, I was probably more of a bookworm, whereas you were just into everything. And it always just astounded me how you could find enjoyment in this thing that felt like absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, you know, like, what do you recall from, like, growing up, like, your relationship with exercise and and fitness and and how it actually felt for you? Because it's clearly it was very different for me. I love that. It was a really lovely way of saying that you just hated everything about exercise and I loved every minute of it. And it was pretty much what I lived for. It was good. I enjoyed that. No, and it was, it, 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 you know, you've, you've summed that up pretty well, I think, because, yeah, I, my relationship, and I mean, it's one of those I can go, I could be a really deep dive here and this podcast could go for about eight weeks. But I, <laughs> for me, it's kind of like I try and, because I've spent now, a really long portion of my adult life working in this industry. I think a lot of what I have worked out about myself probably I didn't discover until later in life. So maybe I didn't know it at the time, but retrospectively I can look back and go, oh, that's probably why. Mm. Uh, And so I think for me in terms of exercise, I feel I've discovered that I'm a – I appear to be an extroverted person, but I inherently feel quite introverted most of the time and I have to work pretty hard to get myself out of my comfort zone, but I never felt that with exercise and sport. Wow. And I guess maybe that was a way of me going, this is my happy comfort zone and it gives me a chance to 
show myself and my personality in a safe way for me that didn't feel like it was confronting in any way. Mm, like um, recording a podcast so, with your sister. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> not my worst nightmare at all, but definitely my worst doing nightmare. Doing well, doing well so far. Yeah, thank you. Does it sound like it? I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've taken a breath yet. Um, I blacked out. What did I say? <laughs> how long has this been going? Um, no, so yeah, I think, so that side of it was like, it just felt like that was the only place I wanted to go. So I can guarantee that you know when you were sort of avoiding exercise because you didn't enjoy it or you didn't quite you weren't quite drawn to it and you were drawn to other things it was the opposite to me I was avoiding everything that was indoors that involved any kind of you know academia Mm. um and that was my release that was where I'd go to avoid those things so you know you know what it was like trying to get me inside yep um at any point in time (laughs) and I was (laughs) um particularly if it meant that I had to do chores or any sort of schoolwork yeah I was yeah I I would stay out there forever if if I'd been allowed to what do you mean like it was your happy place like it feels like shit yeah (laughs) are you saying for you it feels good like are you one of those people who like you know feel the burn that it kind of actually feels not shit yes and no i think this is the probably the most flogged to death you know sort of um you know cliche in the in the exercise or fitness industry is that you know you've got to only do things that you love all of those cliches that last forever you know, tend to have some merit behind them for, for good reason. And, you know, not that that's the be all and end all, but it's kind of true. There'd be things where if you asked me to, I mean, as an example, you guys being my siblings were much better swimmers and enjoyed swimming a lot more than I did. But I feel like that was hard for me. I didn't quite enjoy that. I could swim okay, but that was a case of I didn't do swimming just because I enjoyed the burn. I just didn't, I didn't find it entertaining for me mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Whereas if you got me to chase around anything that involved a bat or a ball, I could do that for hours and hours and hours nonstop because it was something I was doing that I really wasn't aware of the burn or the fatigue because I was so busy trying to um, execute some sort of skill. So I think it was almost like when almost you like say- like a hypnotic experience. Like you're really yeah, you're just in it, absolutely. you're in the flow. Like if it was you have to run nonstop. I was, I was a decent runner. I liked running. But if you got me to run with the purpose of trying to kick a ball into something or hit a ball into something, I would do it way, way more comfortably and for longer without that feel of like, oh, this is a bit of a chore. So I guess for me, it didn't feel like it was hard work because I was so enthralled by by whatever it was I was trying to execute. But if you did say to me, jump in a pool and just swim laps for an hour, no. I probably would have felt similar to you and gone, no, I hate everything about that and I'm, I'm going to avoid it. So, yeah, I think it was just for the, in that sense, it matched the cliche of I was very, very good at doing a physical activity, provided it was something that I actually enjoyed and got something out of. If it was just monotonous and, and f- for the sense of only for the exercise benefits, maybe not. So I guess that's why it was sport that I was drawn to rather than just, you know, something like swimming or running or cycling. Mm. It's amazing because, like, we're only a year apart and, um, yeah, could not be more different. Um. (laughs) 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 I love. I also love that, like, and and I'll, I'll paint the picture. So Adrian growing up, you know, he's he's not exaggerating when he says like any kind of um, sport that involved a bat or a ball. Um, you literally played everything, you know, like, and you were good at everything. You could play tennis, you could play soccer, you could play f- any kind of football code, cricket, golf. You know, like I remember we went on a golf. Um, what were they called? Those those like 
um, those things where like they were for kids and like it was on school oh, holidays. Like a clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted a golf yeah. clinic at St. Lucia and, and for some reason um, our parents thought it would be a good idea to send me along with you. And naturally you were like the <laughs> star of this clinic of all these kids who are like around our age and you were just like bossing it. I couldn't even hit the freaking ball at all for the entire weekend, I think. Eventually, the coach just gave up on me and was like, you can just just go stand under a tree. I'm just going to focus on the kids who could actually make a connection. <laughs> yeah, but mum and dad got two kids babysat for that <laughs> yeah. whole weekend. So, um, nailed like, that. Yeah, like it's, 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 um, it's amazing that like out of all those sports, you, like all you could find is like one that you mildly didn't like, which is swimming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, basketball. Okay. I'll, I'll give you two. I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hated basketball, <laughs> probably because I wasn't very good at it. Two, okay, two, I'll give you that. So, yeah. that's incredible. I, like, I, I just love it because I, I find it um, so interesting because, like, it, is it interesting for you to hear that um, my experience of it is completely the opposite? Like, that it that I just hate the feeling it's, of it? It's interesting. And I guess I've, probably, I've never actually asked your permission this, and I've, I probably should have told you that I do this, but I, I use you. You, you personally in your story mm. um, when I tell, when I educate a lot of my students to like be honest what about what not to do. <laughs> about physic- <laughs> so I'd be like physic- my shit sister. Yeah, I just say, say to them, look, you know, we're very similar in age, but you just want to do none of what she shit. does and just follow my lead. No, um, I guess I use the example. I think, and you mentioned it just in your intro a little bit earlier, but about how. There were periods of time, and I knew because I, I sensed that. And for whatever reason it was, whether it was weight loss or you know just wanting to feel good about your body or feel feel good in general, just in in your your physical and mental health, there were all those times that I lived through because I was you know we've had a close relationship where you did go and you you put yourself into boot camps and you did twelve oh, week programs and God. those types of things. Yep. Um, and I could see that you obviously there was a desire there to achieve something and then there was a frustration at the end of it and it was either oh, it didn't even make you'd... it to the end <laughs> three well, weeks in no, I'm done. So, sometimes you do no, and, and but it was whether it was because you didn't get the results or whether you injured yourself or something or mm. it was you know you you felt really you know pretty awful the whole way through i don't know if i'm allowed to say swear words so i'm just going to say things like awful you can um, you can fucking say it yeah <laughs> so, so i was like um yeah so I, I use you as an example where i think it, it fascinates me in the sense that, yes, I go something that comes so naturally to me. I'm not the sort of person that goes, well, I did it. You can. You know, I just don't believe that that takes you anywhere in life full stop. Um, yeah. it, everyone's journey is different. And I guess dealing with at the moment somewhere around 90 full-time students, there's a whole lot of different, you know, approaches to learning and training and how they find things easy and what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy. And you've got to be really, you know, flexible and adaptable to be able to get through to them and find their way to, yep. to you know, progress or whatever. Um, but your story, yeah, so I use that example where there was a desire and you wanted to do things and perhaps maybe because of not finding the right thing or not getting the right advice and sometimes, you know, the focus being on the wrong thing, mm. how you would, you would do something, whether it was a 12-week program and you would go and really push yourself for that period of time, you know, irrespective of how long it lasted for, um, and then get frustrated at the end of it. And the reason you'd get frustrated was because the person who you were working with or the group that you were involved with were f- focused on the wrong thing. And and I use this with my students where I say, what really frustrated me and upset me about that with, with you, with my sister, was that she was missing 
what was actually this incredible amount of effort and progress that she'd made over that 12 week period or however long it was because she was stuck on one thing whether that was a uh, a body measurement thing. or yeah, you yeah. know a weight at the you know weighing you at the end or whatever it might be you know skin fold tests and all those sorts of things but and i say to them sometimes it's as simple as you go well yeah maybe that didn't change but there might have been no change in what you measured for good reason and that and that that doesn't mean that progress hasn't happened mm. um and the change that might have happened is and that's where i go you've got to think outside just that one focal point were you sleeping better was your mood better were you feeling you had more energy when you were getting you know up and down the stairs at work or when you were walking to the bus stop um you know, i wasn't were your measuring any of that and, yeah yeah and no you're not looking at any of those things mm. and and you're not also not rewarding yourself for going oh i got out of bed at five o'clock you know every morning for you know or five days a week for 12 weeks or whatever it was and um, so, yeah, so I guess that, that's where I use that example a lot and that does fascinate me because I go, I, it makes me really passionate because the fitness industry I think sometimes is full of great people and full of people who maybe just don't quite understand that just because it's what you did doesn't mean that that's going to work for everyone else and it's a lot more complicated and people are a lot more complicated than that. Mm. Um, so it's not as simple as going, oh, this is just what I did so you need to get up and do that and it'll all be okay. It's about meeting someone where they're at and going, how are we going to help you to not only make some changes but actually notice those changes and not get fixated on one thing that I'm looking at or I think we need to look at because it's a, it's, a, it's a lot more complicated than that, which is why it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I love that. And and I think, I mean, that's a huge part of obviously this podcast and what what Sarah and I talk about each week and, and you know, trying to overturn some of those old patterns, those old uh, mindsets that we've had and uh, in our approach to exercise and, and why we're doing it and mm. really actually looking at, um, you know, there's so many more reasons to exercise than, um, you know, the way you look and, and you know, aesthetics um, and weight loss as well, which, yes. you know, is which is a huge shift. And, and I think a lot of women struggle with that. I mean, we could we could get into the patriarchy now, but I, I don't think we've got time for that, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, but an- I, and I, I, for me too, I, I have that. I mean, it's a really tricky one. I work with dancers and they're young dancers ranging, mm. you know, from probably 13 to around about that on average, the older students are normally around 20, 21, not much older. So really critical um, kind of body image time oh, too. Big time. and But, you know, I have to also... I make my space really comfortable um, and, and we work really hard as a, as a studio, as a pre-professional company to go, it's okay to talk about wanting to look a certain way as well. That You don't just sweep all that stuff under the rug. You kind of go, it's all right that you want to change something, you know, but it's not that that's not the be all and end all and that's not what the focus point is. And so we're not sitting there and we're not weighing people and we're not looking at their aesthetics, you know, we're, we're trying to help them find the right way for them. But if someone, you know, and particularly I have like the male dancers, sometimes I go, I don't particularly give exercises that are purely for aesthetics necessarily, but they go, I'd like to just have my arms look a little bit better because I've got to go up on stage and show myself in front of people. And you go, that's fine. Here's Mm. some things that you can do. And I kind of like to make it safe that you go, it's okay to want those things. It doesn't make you a bad person, but at the same time, it's a lot more complicated than that. And there's a whole heap of things that that you can get out of you know, being physically, you know, active and, and exercising the right way and, and reaching those goals, whether it's for physical health, mental health, um, injury prevention, whatever it might be. Mm. Speaking of injury prevention, um, so the other uh, f- the other week I, <laughs> I thought I'd be really clever and I'd 
kill two birds with one stone. I needed more bread from my favourite bakery in Marrickville um, and I had enough time on a lunch break that I decided, and, and the sun was out literally for the first time in weeks, so I thought I'm going to run to the bakery, I'm going to get some bread and basically I'm going to get my daily 22 and get my bread for lunch effectively. And I just had the best time. I put on some music. I, like, you know, was, like, waltzing down the streets of Marrickville, jogging along, having the best time, you know, different from, you know, previous runs. This was obviously on a lot of footpaths. There were some hills. I was, you know, up and down on footpaths, that kind of stuff. So, you know, slightly different from my usual runs, which is pretty much just a flat track. And I got my bread and I, you know, got home and I was carrying my bread like a rugby ball and I was like fending off people left, right. And so I was having an amazing time. Got home. So it sounds like the greatest trip to the bakery ever. <laughs> really? Was like I would have looked like a lunatic. I feel on like the way you're home. skipping rather than running almost, but <laughs> which is so good. And then I think it was also yeah, the sun was out. There's vitamin D. I'm you know clearly you know hitting some endorphins, some dopamine. Like it was just incredible. Got home, amazing. Woke up the next day with the most excruciating pain in my foot. Um, and it's the muscle basically on the inside of my foot, um, you know, from the ankle heading towards my big toe. And I could actually see it was it was slightly more swollen. Then my it's on my right foot, slightly more swollen than the same muscle on my left foot. It was actually poking out a little bit. Um, and I've gone pretty easy over the last week. I've only cycled, so I'm, you know, basically avoiding, you know, any kind of running or walking or anything like that. And um, and I've, you know, just kind of let it rest. It's it's still pretty sore a week on. Um, and clearly I need to go to the physio and <laughs> possibly have a look at what's going on. But I wanted to talk to you about, like, A, what you thought uh, I've possibly done here and um, and what I can do about it. Uh, well, I mean, probably from the ankle down, it's just got to go. We're just going to have to <laughs> just, <laughs> just remove get out. it. Just get out. <laughs> no, look, this is, I mean, you and I have had this conversation in the past. That's why you've probably avoided telling me I did. you've injured yourself For doing just yep. this. But it's... <laughs> It's the same sort of the the age-old saying of – and I, do you know what? This comes up a lot with dancers, um, and I'm just using dancers as the reference because that's what I work with every day. But, you know, they, they come in and, and they decide all of a sudden that they want to introduce something because they've heard someone that this will be good for them or this will be – you know, this is going to get more results or it will help, help them with something they're trying to achieve. Um, and I have to very carefully go, yeah, great, because there's not really – you know, there's there's a couple of um, a group that I, I follow over in the states um, called the Prehab Guys, uh, and they they put some really good content up. And one of their things that they love to say is that they don't um, that there is no such thing as bad exercise. It's just that there's an exercise that you can do you know badly or not well. <laughs> yes, um, I, I know this concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they haven't coined that. It's just something that I saw them. You know, they're pretty passionate about. But I sort of I like that because I go. Dancers for a long time were told not to run uh, because of the stress that it puts on the knees and the, the ankle and the feet and all that sort of thing. And then over time, people got a little bit wiser and went, no, actually running's quite good for dancers because it, it actually is um, helping them to develop some of the uh, resilience and um, the bone mineral density that they need in their feet because of the impact that they have. It's just about how you manage bringing running into something that already involves a lot of loading through those lower limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their risk is, well, if you decide that you want to run, I'm absolutely all okay for that. If that's something you think you'll enjoy, it will help you get some cardio fitness and some um, some strength through the the feet and the, and the lower limbs again. Um, 
but no, we're not just going to go out and do a 10 kilometer run tomorrow because mm. then you're going to be back in here saying, okay, I've got an injury uh, and I might be out for a little while. Like your dickhead um, sister. I mean, it wasn't 10Ks, <laughs> but. Uh... I mean, I, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I was thinking, <laughs> no. So it's that classic, you know, I've decided I'm going to do something. I haven't done it. And that's always the first question for me is, okay, cool. You're going to do something that you haven't done for a while. So let's talk about that. What have you been doing and how much of this have you done or how long has it been since you've done that? And then that's going to help me then go, how do we now introduce that for you? So the first thing that we do is we go, and it's, it applies to every single thing in, in um, the exercise world. It just has to be gradual mm-hmm. and you just have to br- bring it in a little bit at a time and we don't want that. We all just go, okay, it's summer's coming up. I've just got to go and get fit right now at this moment and I've yep. got about eight hours to be ready to feel comfortable <laughs> to go outside, yep. you know, yep. in yep. a pair of board shorts or, you know, in my bikinis or whatever. So, yeah, it's it doesn't work like that. It is a gradual thing. We have to just sometimes go we have to be patient with that um so you've gone the classic i'm just gonna yeah haven't run for a while so i'm just gonna go out and run and and (laughs) we are um it could be a whole host i mean there's a lot going on there there's a lot of little uh, muscles um and tendons um where they sort of come down the the bigger muscles of your calves and the extrinsic um sort of foot and ankle muscles and then where they go and insert onto your feet mm-hmm. um so when you're running obviously that's doing a lot of work to you know move your feet and to control your movement um, you know what else i did the... sorry oh, so i was just go. gonna just just a slight interruption i was i'd watched some of those like stupid reels on instagram about the correct way to run and like how you sort of lean forward oh, and the and the foot the footfall <laughs> thing so i was like just trying that out as well so like you know double okay, so whammy you haven't you haven't been doing a lot of running and you've decided to throw a new running a new running technique in there. <laughs> Sorry, the I, other thing I, you haven't said is like, and I also just put on a brand new pair of boots that aren't designed for running, but I read somewhere were great for us. Some gum boots. No, no, no. Look, no, you've I, ticked all of the boxes of things you shouldn't have done. Um, sorry, I interrupted. No, we're, we're at the we're at the feet. We're at the feet part. No, well, look, and that's probably you, you. There's there's some sort of. I mean, you, you do need to get a physio to have a look at it. Um, it sounds like there's some sort of twinge or inflammation or strain there of of one of those muscles or probably you know potentially one of the tendon ends of one of those muscles Mm -hmm. um and that's because of a few things your body wasn't ready i imagine there wasn't a huge amount of warming up there was none what are you talking about warm up yeah good (laughs) i just started off running really slow for a few minutes and then i've warmed into it guilty as charged i don't i'm terrible at why i my Kids have to warm up, my students, but me, I just do what I'm ready to go whenever Straight I want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so warming into it, everything was a little bit tight, a little bit cold, stiff, probably not quite ready for that level of activity. Also not used to it. So some muscles that you've gone, hey, are you cool to just take me down to the bakery as quick as we can? And come <laughs> do you want back, to run up this hill? Sure, go for it. Give, given that we haven't done that for a while and yep. they've gone, no, we weren't prepared for that. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, and so there's some inflammation and some some pain there that, you probably need to address. But look, I think in terms of what you do next, yes, go and get it looked at and just see where you go from there. And then probably useful for, for you know, in ter- well, I guess useful in terms of preparation for next time and trying to avoid those sorts of things is just the feet in general and, ha- and some, maybe some information around what you can do with that. Um, I work with, like I said, dancers. So, 
everything goes through their feet. Mm. Feet are like they're going to make or break you ultimately. So, the, you know, it's something that we work really, really hard on um, with the dancers. I guess one thing, and again, it comes back to that, you know how there's always weird fads that come out and people are like, hey, everyone's barefoot running now. And you're <laughs> I'm like, definitely well, not weird. doing that with my Why flat Why are you barefoot running? <laughs> and not always, but a lot of the time, those little things, those kind of like movements or fads or whatever, they come from a good place. But they're bullshit. And I guess they oh, so, yeah, well, the, <laughs> there's something, some merit there, obviously, and there, and there is, but then it's also going, okay, but to what extreme? And, yeah. and they take it to that next level. But I guess what I really like about feet is that getting your feet out of your shoes and doing some things yep. is something that we encourage a lot with our dancers because, and an, I, a couple of like easy ways to think of this is the old, you pop a pencil, you know, or your sun is on your head or a pencil on top of your ear. And then after a certain amount of time, you forget it's there because you don't feel it. Yeah. It's kind of a, a little bit of a similar thing. So I'm just heading in a bit of a foot direction here for you, for you guys, but is over time when we, we, we sort of disconnect. We don't need to feel the floor with our feet all the time because we know it's there. So that sensory feedback, our brain goes, okay, that information I don't need to keep, you know, um, being consciously aware mm. of, you know. So, um, and then we throw them in some shoes and we feel it even less. And then our feet and our ankles and our knees and our hips and everything is kind of dictated to by the shape of that shoe and how that makes our feet move. And, um, and we get kind of used to that sort of pattern as well. The barefoot thing I like is that you get your feet out and you just barefoot, you pop them on the floor, stand on one foot for a little bit, stand on the other foot for a little bit, go for a little bit of a walk around and pay full attention to what you feel with the connection to the floor through your feet. And you will very, very quickly notice, oh, yeah, I can feel that, but I'm just not paying attention to it because I don't really need to until I stand on some Lego. <laughs> so it's sort of, which I do a lot. Father in this of house. three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, yeah, and so you sort of, it just gets you back in touch with that and then you can start to go, okay, what what is happening with my feet and what, what is going on there? And then you can look at that and you go, okay, because then you might want to do some exercises and um, look at things like can I strengthen uh, my feet, you know, can I change some of the, um, perhaps the, the bad habits that my feet have gotten into because I haven't done anything with them before or because of the, f um, the types of shoes I've been wearing for a really long time or whatever it might be. Um, and I guess what sort of for, for that there is that I, I just, it's a little small thing that I like to get people to do is just get back in touch with your feet and the floor just every now and then. And that might just be, okay, if you know you're never going to do that in public, that's completely fine. I don't blame you, but it might just be around your apartment or your house or wherever you are doing a little bit of that walking. And you really become quite aware of where the weight's distributed through your feet, what it feels like. Is it, you know, and, and you start to just by doing that, you'll actually find you'll see some improvement in how your feet work because you're actually consciously aware of it. And all of a sudden, You've just got this this biofeedback, you know, from from your body, from the floor, from you know all those sort of sensory processes, but also an awareness. So you're actually engaging some things and having some thought about it as well. So that's just a little thing that I'd love to always get people to do is just have a little walk around, you know, a couple of times a week and get back in touch with your feet and the floor. And then if you want to go even further, you can have a look at some of the little exercises that you can do uh, and you'll start to notice, okay, there is some change happening in my feet. Um, and I always just liken it to have a look at what you can do with your fingers 
And then can you do anything like that with your toes? More often than not, the answer is not even close. Mm. But you can actually start to just by training through that sort of practicing, trying to move one toe out from the other one, you know, pinky down to the floor first, then the next one, then the next one all the way down to the big toe and then doing it back the other way. All those little exercises are controlled by the little intrinsic muscles in your feet, um, all those movements, sorry. And and by doing those little exercises, you start to build some resistance and some um, resilience in your feet and some strength in your feet that are going to help you over time be able to do something like run a little bit more efficiently and not have these little moments where um, you perhaps didn't have the strength. Think of it this way. I'm really waffling here, but think of it as like the little intrinsic muscles in your feet are like the core muscles Mm -hmm. of your feet. So they don't cross over a whole heap of joints. So they're not really big muscles or anything like that. They don't make huge movements happen. They make small movements happen, but they really can work to control and stabilize a foot. So um, yeah, it's, that's a re- really sort of weird sort of rabbit hole that I've taken you down there, but there is some really fun stuff you can do with your feet to build some strength in the arch, some strength between the toes and some support around the foot. Um, but yeah, that's just something that um, I get to, you know, do with the dancers a lot. And I, I always feel like I'd love just the general population outside of my little dance world to do is just to go spend some time just can I move my toes? Can I spread my toes apart like I can with my fingers? Can I feel the floor again and just get back into connection with that a little bit of the time? Um, and you'll see some, sometimes some progress really quickly with that because they're little muscles that they all work, but they're just a bit sort of asleep and you wake them up and you can get some pretty quick results from that. So, mm, you know, um, that's awesome. As you were talking, I was trying to like see if I could do the, you know, raise one toe at a time. They all just go up at the same time. That's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, and, that, and it's like flaring nostrils, you know, flaring nostrils or raising an eyebrow. We don't really know how we do it, but when we practice it and think about it for a while over time, all of a sudden it happens once and we're like, oh my God, I did it. I did I'm it. amazing. I'm it's, in full control, but it, it's kind of similar. It's, yeah. You get kind of, yeah, re- rewiring those pathways. Um, I mm-hmm. That's interesting. One thing I never thought I'd hear you say was I really love feet. Um, mm. so this has been a real revelation for me. Yeah. That's weird <laughs> now that I think about it. I just, <laughs> and I didn't even mean it like that. Just the foot fetish like episode. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're so right. So, okay. Um, so just quickly, you know, I am someone who has quite flat feet. I think I've always had flat feet. I've told this story on the pod a few times. I've also told your wife this, who is the most adorable human in the world, beautiful bee, and she's a dance second, teacher. Second most <laughs> uh, She's a dance teacher and she's always horrified whenever I tell her this story about how, like, when I was a kid and I, you know, dabbled in a bit of dancing and, like, this, this teacher tried to, like, bend, like, forcibly bend <laughs> my flat feet to try and make the kind oh, of dancer's curve thing. Still happen. The, yeah, the look on Bianca's face whenever I tell that story, she's like, no, that's not what you do. But having said that, the, re- the flip side of that was then when I got to the pool and I was sitting on the side of the pool as a kid and, we, you know, you had your feet in the pool and you had to, like, kick, 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 kick and practice how to kick, my flat feet were amazing for that. So, you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Your, your flippers. Yeah, exactly. Basically, BYO flippers. Um, but... So what you're saying there is with certain exercises, uh, I could potentially actually strengthen strengthen the muscles in my feet. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely can. There's no, unless there's some sort of injury or impairment, there's all the little muscles throughout your body can be trained and they can then, you know, uh, obviously adapt to that sort of training stimulus. So feet, yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a good question and probably 
I probably shouldn't have gone down that rabbit hole. I should have just started like this. And so let's just retrace those steps and just go back to if you wanted to work out something like a flat feet or a pronated foot where it's rolling in and that's sort of that collapsing arch. Mm-hmm. Um, how would we go about working with someone to try and correct that? It's not as simple as just the foot, but the foot is involved. So I guess really quickly, so I don't waffle again, core strength. So just your general core stability, strength, control of like your pelvic region. What? Is really important. And this is where you start. (laughs) I know it's not. I know it's not. But that's where you start because if that's not nice and and strong and secure. So, and that, you know, no one's, it's not news to anyone that you've got to have good core strength, you know, like it's just pretty stock standard these days, right? That you want to work on your core strength because it has this flow on effect down the rest of your body. Um, But if you imagine it, if the core is really weak, so you're dropping down at one side, you've got to imagine that your hip alignment's changing, which is then changing your knee alignment, which is then forcing your ankle alignment into a different position, which is then making your foot respond in some way to keep you upright. So that flow on effect is pretty significant. Okay, so I'm just going to pause the podcast here because uh, AJ and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole from foot injuries to how that's connected to your core strength or lack thereof um, and some of the great ways that you can kind of start building core strength, which then flows onto your alignment for, you know, your legs, your knees, and then therefore your ankles and your feet. It's honestly really opened my eyes to what might be some of the issues that I've been dealing with um, and, and potentially some of the issues that you've been dealing with as well in relation to your health and your fitness. Um, So, yeah, come back for part two of this episode because, yeah, we went full rabbit hole and uh, I just wanted to break it up because, you know, you're a busy lady and you probably don't need an hour-long podcast episode. Uh, So I've decided to break this up into two so you can listen uh, at your own leisure. Um, So, yeah, just uh, whenever you're ready, dive into part two of this chat with me and my brother AJ.